Welcome to episode 249 of Nerd Girl Knits. I'm Chris, also known as Genetics. And I'm Katie, also known as Naughty Nerd. And it's December, (laughs) y'all. Sorry we've been MIA for a little while. Uh, The two new classes that I was teaching required a lot of time and attention, and I still uh, have not finished grading. Final grades are due the end of this week. So I have um, exams and some final, I guess the equivalent of term papers, which fortunately for me were done as team projects, so instead of having 14 of them to grade, I have three. Oh, that's good. But they're long, so it's going to take me a little bit to get those done. Well, three long papers is better than 14. 14 long papers, <laughs> agreed. And <clears throat> But I also have, they, have an, they had another shorter paper, like an individual assignment that they had to do that I also need to grade because they turned it in like the last week of classes. So that's what I'll be doing next week and then trying to catch up on all the stuff I couldn't do while I was teaching. Because I've been, this semester I was teaching two classes. I wrote three grants and published a paper that I was first author on, so I was doing all the back and forth with the editors. Yep. And went to two conferences. Yep. So what have you been up to since it was not Halloween yet? The last time we recorded. Uh, Yeah, so Halloween happened, (laughs) and I was working the coffee shop in, like, 12 pounds of hair, might I add. That was a choice. (laughs) Well, I had done, like, so many other things on the weekends in October. Yeah, because you can basically dress up every day in October in Salem and pretend it's it's Halloween. (laughs) Although, like... It has to be October because there were tourists coming in in, like, mid-September that were wearing costumes, and I was like, no. (laughs) Too early. What are you doing? Um, But yeah, so Halloween happened, and that was also, like, our first month of living in this apartment. So we've now been in the apartment for, like, two whole months. Which is good. We're still figuring stuff out. Like, have you unpacked everything? Mostly. (laughs) Well, because Amber's mother had some stuff in her storage unit for Amber, and she wanted to, like, downsize her storage unit, so she wasn't paying as much money. Oh. So Amber had to get her stuff that her mom still had. Okay. So we were, like, basically unpacked, and then Amber brought, like, four more boxes into my house. (laughs) Most of them were books. I I think three of the boxes she brought have been unpacked. Yeah. But yeah, I did not realize this girl had so many books. So you can never move again. No, <laughs> because she has too many books. We'll be like throwing them off the balcony discus style into the moving van. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to carry them down four flights of stairs. Yeah, and, and November happened and Thanksgiving happened, so I was doing a lot of vegan baking. Yeah. Figured out how to make vegan pumpkin pie. And vegan pie crust. So how do you do... I guess you just use oil? You use, like, vegan shortening, don't you? Yeah, vegetable shortening. Yeah. Yeah, that would actually work really well, because... Yeah, I had to buy a $9 tub of it, because Whole Foods only had the giant tubs. So I'm making a lot of pie! You can use that shortening to make hot rolls and stuff, too. 
Uh-huh. Like the the recipe that I have from Granny calls for shortening because that's what they had when she learned how to make that, right? Yeah. So. Good to know. It's good for a lot of baked stuff. Yeah. I just need to find every recipe that has shortening in it and find out how to make it vegan. So I can also send you Granny's pumpkin pie recipe if you want it, but like I said, it has eggs in it. So. I have fake egg. I know. I'm just. Bob's Red Mill has saved me. I've never made. And it has to be a separated egg, and I've never made. Right. So why does it? Why is it separated? Because you have to beat the egg whites, because it helps make it fluffy. Right. So you you need an egg white alternative plus Aquapaba. something. That, yeah, plus something that you could use as an egg yolk substitute. No, the Bob's Red Mill stuff is supposed to be like just a whole egg. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. There's got to there's got to be something. Right, so you'd have to experiment, and I've never tried to convert that recipe, so I wouldn't be able to help you. But might be my vegan thought. baking is just using Bob's Red Mill's egg replacer in place of egg, and just hoping that it turns out okay. And so far, <laughs> everything's been delicious. Yeah. So. so for Thanksgiving, my husband invited a, a colleague over from work, who, well, him and his wife, who are from Argentina. So they had never had an American Thanksgiving before. They don't do Thanksgiving in Argentina. So we got to smoke turkey and I made pumpkin pie and hot rolls and my sweet potato casserole, which has no marshmallows. But they didn't try that and they didn't try the green bean casserole either. I think they were just leery of casserole in general, which is totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> But it was it was fun to have them over and kind of introduce them to that tradition, so or at least our version of the tradition. Yeah. And you are working on. How old is that sock? Almost a year old. <laughs> and, and it's still the first sock. That's what was that was my next question. <laughs> In my defense, it's ribbed all the way down. Oh. Yeah, that's no fun. So it's it's slow. Let me get to the end of this needle and I will show you guys. Mama there, I promise. And that's yarn from... Circle of Stitches. Yeah, from the local yarn shop. Yeah, Anna dyed it. And she's so, the owner. It's... Yeah. And very good friends with Jess. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that happened. You didn't say anything about that. Yeah, Jess randomly... I came into work one day and Jess came up when I was on register and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I know you! Totally freaked her out. <laughs> She's just not, a little bit. She's still not used to being recognized when she's not at a knitting specific event. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she said. She's like, yeah, Rhinebeck just happened. So like that I was used to. <laughs> but yeah, so here it is. It's ribbed. It's got the heel and the gusset done. So like I'm literally just working down the foot. 
it's just taking yeah and she had amber try it on before we started recording and was very disheartened to realize she still had to go for three inches before she was ready to do the toe yeah she's got bigger feet than i do i think her feet are like the same size as mine they're also wider though oh doesn't she wear like doesn't she wear like a size nine shoe she ranges from an eight to a ten. Oh, it okay. depends on the shoe. Yeah, she well, she also has really narrow ankles, but like the ball of her, her foot is wider. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if she's found shoes her entire life, honestly. Because <laughs> every time she talks, like like shopping at the Doc Martin store with her, she only tried on two different styles. But the first style she tried on was like too narrow for her yeah. foot to comfortably be in there. Yeah, so she ended up getting, like, this steel toe Doc Martin because it was wide enough for her feet. Yeah. And for those of you that might be wondering who in the world Jess is, Jess from Ravelry. Yes. As in Jess and Casey. So <laughs> she's kind of the, the creative brain behind Ravelry. Oh, who else was there? Thea Coleman. The, Thea Coleman, Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is uh, Baby Cocktails and yeah. a fabulous designer. So <sighs> She texted me the picture and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> Perks of living in Salem. Yeah. Jess apparently comes down pretty frequently. Or over. Yeah, I sure. knew that they lived in the area, but didn't know. Well, I guess she used to live in Salem, too. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So I am working on my blanket for the first time in the last time I worked on it on the podcast, honestly. It's kind of too big to take anywhere, and I just haven't had any knitting time this semester at all. Except for a few minutes in carpool here and there. So this is the same square that you would have seen back in August or September, probably. But I have been working on my last knit-along project. Yeah. We're not done. Are you, are, you still, are you still in the two-color section, or have you added the third? I am ready to add the third. I finally okay. finished the stripes. And so I had gotten to the point... Bound where I was ready to add the third and like the bell rang to drop her off. So I wasn't going to try to put in a new color. Yeah. That's so pretty though. Yeah. What's the third color again? It is purple rain. Mm. Mm hmm. And these are all Merino silk blends. Mm. So this one was a gift. And it's Marigold Gin is the dyer. And then I got this in Portland to go with it. Okay. And then the Purple Rain is a Cookie A Sock Club yarn that has no nylon in it, so I wasn't going to use it for socks. See, there we go. You finally got your, like, Prince tribute thing. <laughs> yeah. And I might have it finished before the end of this winter. 
Um, Charlie's been after me to start knitting her. She needs new mittens because hers are too small. I know. She's just in bulky yarn and have her make her own mittens. <laughs> well, she asked me to make gloves. And I'm like, mm -mm. <laughs> sorry, kid. I'm not making ten little fingers to go on your gloves. I'll make you mittens because they'll keep your hands warmer anyway because all your fingers are together. But she wanted gloves so that she could still play Pokemon Go. And I'm like, well, you, you can't need to buy her those those touch gloves. Yeah, I don't know if they make them in kid sizes. I'm but not sure. I think we've compromised on convertible mittens. If I can find a kid size pattern, right? So. I might be able to help you size the okay. convertible mitten. Her thumbs would still be exposed, but there's yeah. a way to make thumb flaps too. Yeah, because I know you had worked on some before, so. Yeah. And then you have a bunch of foes, because I got A bunch I of foes and nothing. brainstorming. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but do your foes okay. first. Sorry, let me just get you to a point where I'm, like, at the end of the rib repeat. Okay. I think this is the oldest thing. So I'm still on a tarot bag-making kit. Yeah, so this is the oldest one I finished. What yarn So is it's that? yarn... It, I, it's two yarns, actually. Oh. Um. Ah, I don't remember, but... My moon shawl that I made over the summer. Right, yeah. It's two of the colors from that. Okay. Was that all, like, Madeline Tosh? I think so. And it's got my newest tarot deck in it, because I was asking you about which tarot deck you had, because you didn't recognize the Rider Waite, like, death card. And I was talking to Amber about the tarot deck that you had, and she found it in a shop and got it for me. So I have the handle tarot now. Do you have the books that go with it? You can probably find them on Amazon because they're, they're. I actual... just have the little. The no, so there are there it. are two books: one for the major arcana and one for the minor arcana that talk about like his inspiration for the artwork Ooh. and yeah, all that stuff. They're really cool. Yeah, I will have to find that. And then I did make another tarot bag for a coworker, but I don't have that one because she's got it. And then I made this one that has a tree on it for my Viking tarot. Is that black yarn or green yarn? I can't tell. It's green. Okay. It's uh, that peacock frog. Oh, yeah. Like frog pond or whatever. I think it's just frog. <laughs> Maybe. So that is yarn that we got the first time we went to the Carolina Fiber Fest right before we started podcasting. Wow. Yeah. Here, there's Odin. Yeah. So my Viking deck. He looks like it. Gandalf. He's an old man with a stick. And a wizard hat. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like one of the things. And then there, like the death card is the Valkyries. Oh, cool. Which I think is really neat. And then the fool is Loki, and he's got, like, a mohawk, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he looks a bit like, um, Hermes. Yeah. Well, Loki does have winged shoes, so, like, there's actually a, a thing there. Let's see, and then I, I finished my knit-along thing. 
Well, I was doing them two at a time, so that makes it easy. Cheater. It's not cheating if you know how to do it. <laughs> yes, these are the Woodland Walk socks. I do not remember the designer because I'm terrible. But these are done. And then the other thing is Amber requested... She wanted a shawl that someone would have worn in, like, the moors. So big, thick, like, chunky. Basically a blanket. And this is not going to show up well because it's black. It's black, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna see did she camera. ask for black or did you pick black? We went looking at the yarn store and we were debating between, there was, like, so this is Yoth. Mm -hmm. And the, the I think it's the daughter base, so it's their like worsted weight. And we she was waffling between a dark brown like heather or black. And I'm like, well, what do you want to wear it with? And she's got this really cool like witchy dress, which is black. And I'm like, get the get the black yarn. Ha 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 ha. There you go. Yeah, so it's the Terra by Jared Flood. It's very pretty in person. But again, because it's black, it's just going to look like a giant blob. And I had to use like 700 yards of yarn. So like it's, it's literally a blanket. I laid down next to it while it was blocking and it was bigger than me. <laughs> so. She wore it to Thanksgiving and she's very excited about it. But yeah, that's all my, all my stuff. Okay. Well, I have a little bit of brainstorming. Oh my god, let me get my bag. Because Instagram is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I got on one weekend morning, and Fab Funky Fibers was like, "We got a shop update," and this was in there, Ooh. and it's their never-ending rainbow self-striping, and I. I think it's like 28 stripes, something crazy. Yeah. I feel like that's what you told me and my brain exploded. So yeah, mine did a little bit too. Um, Cause how, <laughs> how? I, yeah, I don't know. So it's enough to make a pair of socks and like one sock for each and hand dyed in the UK. Oh, awesome. Yep. But I've gotten another one. I've had, I've gotten some of her stuff before and I can't remember. It's another rainbow, like 14 stripes or something. I don't remember the name of it though. Oh, I vaguely remember that one, but I couldn't yeah. tell you what the name was. So I need to make more socks. Yeah, you gotta catch up with me. <laughs> I'm not sure that's humanly possible. Yeah. But I definitely need to knit more socks because I've got lots of sock yarn. But again, it's been cold here, and that's what I wear with my Doc Martens. So, oh yeah, it's definitely hand knit sock weather. I've been wearing mine since September, probably. And Charlie's picked up her knitting again. I don't know if it's just because the weather turned cold, or she found her knitting bag while cleaning her room. <laughs> But she's been working a little bit of both. Yeah, she's been working on a hat project from the kids' knitting book that Susan B. Anderson published a few years ago. And she's it's bulky yarn knitting around, and she's gotten 
far enough along now that she's ready to start the decreases, so I need to sit down with her in the next week and help her figure out how to do that, which means she's going to need um, some stitch markers and stuff. But she was telling me, because she, <laughs> I think in her brain, she's like basically done with this thing. Um, so she was flipping through the book to figure out what, what she could make next, and she was telling me, like, well, I'm going to need, like, a measuring tape and those marker things and <laughs> like so she's she's angling and and different needles and <laughs> so so she's angling for some knitting supplies so I think I might have to put a bug in Santa's ear she yeah. even took her knitting with her to school which I didn't know and she didn't get in trouble for it but I was like I don't know how they're gonna feel about you having knitting needles at school but um and she took it out at recess and was knitting, and she was knitting after school. And a lot of her friends were like, that is so cool. What are you doing? And asking her to knit stuff for them. And she's like, no. <laughs> I, can teach you, I can teach you how to knit. That is the correct answer. It's and she was so excited when she was slipping through that book because she got to the back where they have, like, the glossary that explains all the knitting terms and stuff and the tutorials. And there's a tutorial that shows you how to close holes in your knitting because – as she's knitting, she's she's done this several times where she's inadvertently created a yarn over and then knit it, so she's adding stitches. And I'm like, we can just sew that up at the end, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, like, she was so happy that it had instructions in there for how to do it, because it kind of gives her um, agency and the ability to figure it out on her own, right? Which she yeah. didn't know she could do, so... So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I've created another knitter. Because you were her age when we started doing the classes at the Parks and Rec. So yeah. I'm also hoping, I'm going to keep an eye out and see if any of the local yarn shops have any kids knitting classes next year. Because the ones that I had found before, she has to, I think she has to be 10 before she could do them. But she'll be 10 on her birthday, so that would be a fun birthday gift for her <laughs> sorry did I just make you feel really old <laughs> yeah because I'm like that means I'm gonna be 25 yeah you are 15 years older than her I know I can't tell you how much that freaks people out when they're like oh so how many kids do you have and I'm like I have four and I'm like my oldest is 24 she's done with grad school and my youngest is in fourth grade they're like what <laughs> I'm like yeah <laughs> It freaks my friends out, too, whenever I talk about my siblings. I'm like, oh, you know, my brother's, like, college age. Yeah. I have a sister in high school, and then my youngest sister's in fourth grade, and they're like, how? <laughs> uh, time? Yeah. That's just how time works. Sorry. Yeah, so you have some brainstorming, you said? Yeah, I have commission knitting. Again? Yeah. Alex. Oh. The poor boy lost his arm warmers. Oh, and dear. he took a pair of dress socks. <laughs> and cut, like, cut the dress socks so he had, like, something to wear on his hands. Well, uh, points for improvisation, I guess. So I took him to the yarn store, and he picked out some Cascade Heritage in black. He's a... He's a Goth. You have you have to make some non goth friends. <laughs> I don't know how. Just to save your eyesight. 
Well, I have a lamp like right over one part of the sofa, so that's where I sit when I'm working. On this you stuff. need you need to get one of those neck lamps like Leslie has has yeah. like LEDs on the end. I really do, but yeah. So he got he picked some Cascade Heritage, and he also is angling for a sweater. Uh uh-uh. uh. I told him if he buys the yarn, because he's a skinny boy, so it's not gonna take that long. But he picked out Night's Shades. Hmm. So it's, oh, who's who's the mill? Is that Harris? Yeah, Harris Volk. That, that's the same mill that does the yarn for Jared Flood. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this specific one, it's it's all black, but they do different like overtones. So he picked the the static white one. And okay. so far, we've only got two skeins, but it's enough to get me started. So it's kind of tweedy? Yeah, they're cool. all tweedy. There's, there's one that's, they've got red, orange, yellow, green, olive, blue, purple. Pink, and what kind white. of, like, what's the base? It's Cormo and wool. Okay. So I've, I've already told him this is a hand wash only, whatever. Yeah, just not super wash. And Cormo is a fairly long staple, I think, but I'm just wondering, like, if it's next to skin soft. It's pretty soft in the skin. Okay. So I have a feeling that once I, like, wash it, I should be able... They, they also, um, the yarn store posted a thing on their Instagram about how what they do with, like, tweedier, more, like, rustic yarns mm-hmm. is the first time they wash the garment in it, they use hair conditioner. To soften it, to soften it, up. it up. Yeah. I've heard of that. But yeah, he's very excited. And I'm going to do um, the cobblestone pullover for him. He's this a is designer. a Jared Flood. Oh, okay, yeah. But we're going to make it longer. Mm-hmm. Because the boy has the craziest torso. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to add a little length to the torso and make sure the sleeves love him. As he said. Because he also has very long arms. <laughs> Which is why he's angling for a hand-knit sweater. Because he can never find sweaters that fit, yeah. Can't find one that fit. Yeah. Like, they'll fit his arms and be like a dress on him. Or like, <laughs> it'll fit his torso right, but the arms are too short. So. I've told him he might not get it until next year. But I wanted to have the yarn so I could like start swapping. Yeah. And it's a, it's a bottom-up sweater. Which I have not done before. Yeah, me either. But it's done in the round, so. Right, because you, you just knit the torso and then split it when you get to the sleeves. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Yeah. What size and needle it, is it supposed to be knit on? I think like an eight. Okay. Because it's, it's worsted, it's right? Yeah. Yeah. So it should knit up pretty quick. I'll just have well, to do a little bit of math. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like a lot of positive ease. And Alex's chest size is, like, the same as mine, because he's a tiny boy. Yeah. Like, his ribcage measurement, I think, was, like, 31 inches around. Wow. And the smallest size for that sweater is, like, 36, so I might... You might need to size it down a little bit. Yeah, take a look and see if other people have... I'm going to look and see if other people have sized it down. If not, I'll do math from my gauge. Because if it's supposed to be a certain number of stitches per inch figure out how many inches around like 32 or 33 would be can um the amy herzog site the Mm. custom fit site i Mm -hmm. think you can put in other patterns and get 
the math out. For you I have might to check that out. Yeah, go check. Because that would be very helpful for me. <laughs> yeah. Because again, he is tiny. <laughs> And then I off I offered to make the the hand warmers for him because I'm tired of seeing him walk around with socks with socks on his arms. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right. I have quite a bit of geekery. If you want to do yours first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the only thing I have that I can think of is I haven't been to see any movies recently. We're going um, to see the new Fantastic Beasts movie for date night tonight. Oh, fun. Yeah. At the Eden Theater, which I think must have been designed by, like, a parent who was having to pay a babysitter. Like, we could knock dinner and a movie out in one go. Yeah, that's nice. And not be gone all evening, so. Yeah, so Amber got me this video game that I have never heard of before. Me either but there are a lot of video games I've never heard of. I'm going to say that, that is not surprising for me. <laughs> but it's called Two Human. And the premise is you're the Norse god Baldur. So but you also have cybernetics. And you're supposed to like try and protect mankind from the forces of evil. And there's a bunch of like... Nor characters in it, so like Heimdall, Freya, Thor, Odin, Tyr, cool. Aiden, Loki's in it, Hell's in it, and there's like goblins, dark elves, and trolls that you have to fight. So my geekery, I went to two conferences, but I still have my badge from the conference that I went to in November, mm. like two weeks ago. So I went to the Obesity Society conference, and a lot of conferences that I've been going to recently have kind of snarky ribbons. So you get your badge that has your name and affiliation, everything on it. And then you, they have ribbons for like, if you're um, a presenter, like giving a talk or chairing a session, which I was doing this year, but then they have all these other things after, after them. So if, at ASHG, I got one that said introvert. <laughs> so I could put on my badge. <laughs> Uh, but at TOS, they had Science Matters and Rockstar Parent and Statistical Genius and Science Geek, which they should have just given to everybody because why else would we be at that conference? Yeah. And Chocoholic and Top Nerd <laughs> and Beam Me Up. And there was another one that said, uh, come to the dork side. That was <laughs> that And got that one. Um, and another one, a red one that was like, is this Comic-Con? <laughs> so Anne got that one too. <laughs> yeah. So there, there was I would have gotten all of them. I would have had like a mile long trail. Yeah, I had, like, I had like 15. I had to shorten my string because my like, it was down to my knees. So. <laughs> and everybody was looking at Anne and I like we were crazy. We were like, whatever. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, so that that was one of the highlights of the conference. Uh, and then I, I took Hannah because um, there was a traveling show that came to, to DPAC, the Durham Performing Arts Center, in the last month. And today is actually the last day. Oh, wow. Um, but Hamilton was here. 
and I managed to get a 10 a.m. slot in the lottery to buy tickets. I know people that had an 11 a.m. slot in the lottery to buy tickets and did not get tickets. Oh, wow. So I got two tickets for Black Friday and surprised her um, with a Broadway show, and it was fabulous. They had the um, the rotating stage. Yes, so they were mm-hmm. staging everything like they did for like the actual. It's actually, yeah, yeah. and um, different casts, right? And there's actually so there's the cast that's performing on Broadway. The show is still on Broadway, although it's a new cast. And then they have a cast that's out on the West Coast and the cast that's on the East Coast. So we got to see, I think they actually named the casts after different characters. So the one on the West Coast is the Angelica cast and we got to see the Philip cast and they were really good. And the the guy that played King George, he was like completely over the top and he was hilarious. It was so good. I feel like you've got to be to be King George though. Yeah. Um, but Hannah had never been to a live show like that before. And when Katie was little, uh, there was a performing arts center at the university of Kansas that would have shows like that. So I took her to see the pirates of Penzance when she was in Greece and Greece. That's right. Yeah. Cause they had some Broadway musical theme that, that year. And you were like nine or 10. I think you were nine. You were Charlie's age. Okay. And the Pirates of Penzance was fabulous. Like that was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. And there's a a line from that show that is in Hamilton because when they introduce George Washington, he says something about being a modern major general. That's from Pirates of Penzance. So he's like, there's there's he's a model of a modern major general, right? Yeah, a venerated Virginian blah blah blah, ven- right? Yeah. Um, but that that first part is from. Pirates of Penzance. So there's some uh, Broadway Easter eggs in Hamilton. So I went to go see Hamilton on Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. What? Fabulous. <laughs> if you had been here for Thanksgiving, I would have taken you. I know. But you weren't here. Well, traveling down for Thanksgiving is silly. <laughs> Agreed. So you'll have to keep an eye out. I'm sure there, it eventually will be in Boston if it hasn't been already. It already has been in Boston. <laughs> It'll be back, though, I bet. Um... I'd rather, like, save up my money and go to New York and see Phantom at this point in time. Mm. And I know Amber will go with me to see that, even though she's already seen it once, the jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, driving back and forth to work. The third Lady Sherlock book came out in October. Hmm. I've read the first two. Uh, They're by Sherry Thomas, and it was fantastic. It was a great read. Uh, I've read... The one that I finished last month is a new author that I hadn't read before, and it was part. They had a like four hundred books, five dollars each sale, so it was one that I got for that. But it's the strange case of the alchemist's daughter, and it's about the main character is the daughter of Doctor Jekyll. That's awesome, right? And she's discovering that. So her mother dies and there's kind of this mystery about what caused her death. And her father had supposedly died years before, but she doesn't know why or what happened. And there's this, this society of alchemists that he was a part of that it turns out Dr. Frankenstein was also a part of. And that's why he, he built the monster in the first place. Frankenstein was not a doctor. He is a college dropout. That's true. 
<laughs> so that Frankenstein, like he had, he had made the monster as um, part of being a member of the society. Like they were trying to figure out ways to, it's really, it's hard to explain, but it was really good. And there was this other character that's from a Nathaniel Hawthorne story, I think. It's this woman who was like raised by this professor who I th was trying to make the perfect woman by making her poisonous. Like, so she's beautiful, but she's kind of like the inspiration for poison Ivy later. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. So like he, the way he made her poisonous was by subjecting her to these different plant toxins over time. Right. But eventually like she's resistant, but, if she touches living things, they will die, basically. So she, she can't ever be in a, a relationship with anybody because they would drop dead. So a little bit like Poison Ivy and also uh, Rogue from X-Men, right? You can't touch anybody. She can, just not very long. <laughs> but this, this story was so cool because it brings all of these different pieces together. There's also, um, so Dr. Moreau is part of the society and he's the guy on the island that was making all like men out of these different creatures. Right. Yeah. So she brings together all of this kind of Victorian horror science fiction stuff into one story and Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson are in it. <laughs> and it's, it was just, it was like fabulous. And there's a sequel. So I have to get that now. <laughs> Cause that's what audible does is they're like, we'll give you the first one for five bucks. But Oh, by the way, there's like 10 more <laughs> that you're going to want to read later. This one, there's only two so far, but it was really good. And they're also kind of taking on the idea of uh, women gaining independence during that time and, and how they shouldn't have to wear dresses everywhere and yeah. blah, 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 all this stuff. So it's pants for everyone. Yeah. It's just a really great book. So I, Katie, I think you would really like it and you should definitely read it. It was yeah so good. And then they also just in the last couple days have released something that's only on audible and it's called evil has a name and it's about the golden state killer. Hmm. So I had read, it's not the one by, Pat Oswalt's wife, isn't no, it? No, Michelle McNamara. I've, I've read that book already. Okay. Uh, and I'd actually had an afterward by Patton at the end of it. Kind Stop. Of talking about, no, God. It was, she did a really good job, but this Anytime is actually. Anytime I see him, I like cry. <laughs> so this is actually a collaboration with um, a retired FBI profiler is kind of the the host and it it's done in chapters but it's, it could totally be like a, a true crime podcast kind of format because they're interviewing they actually talked to some of his victims that survived oh and my God. The, the main guy that they're talking to is he's a forensic pathologist i think was kind of how he got into police work who ended up doing cold cases and like back in the nineties started pulling out these old cases to try to, to try to figure out who the guy was and was instrumental in actually getting all these different police departments that thought they had different perpetrators together 
in 2001 to say, you know, run DNA and see, and it turned out to be the same guy. Like that's how they mailed the connection. So they're actually talking to him about that's how they track this. Yeah. So it's really good. And the chapter that I'm on now, he's talking about when he was approached by Michelle, when she was, you know, writing the book and all that stuff. So they are, you know, acknowledging that she was very instrumental in actually catching this guy. Good. So that's also been a good read. Oh, and I also read Circe, which I checked out from the library. And it's a... It's like the retelling of the Odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. But from her point of view, it was so good. And she had a good reason for turning all those men into pigs. They probably already were pigs. Um, yeah. She just kind <laughs> of... Because at the beginning Bring of the... <laughs> exactly. At the beginning of the story, she discovers this plant that you can, like, if you consume it, it will make you more yourself, right? And originally, when she finds it, she gives it to this this human boy that she's she thinks she's in love with because she she's trying to turn him into a god so that her father will let them be together, mm-hmm. and she does, and then he's. He didn't really love her and was, you know, was attracted to the other nymphs. So she <laughs> gives it to the girl that he's planning to marry and turns her into a monster. He turn- she turns her into the Hydra, I think. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that didn't go as well. But, but so she, 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 Cersei is a witch yep. and knows a lot about plants. And when those men would show up on her island if they were not decent people, she would turn them into pigs <laughs> with good reason. So, but yeah, it was, so it's a novelization and it was really, really good. And I think that author may have done another Greek story that I need to go back and look for. You need to track down that book that we read when I was younger about the pig, the talking pig. It's it's a retelling of like the Odyssey, hmm. but like I think Odysseus is a talking pig the whole time, and it's really funny, and it's a children like chapter book. It's not a Philip K. Dick book, is it? I don't remember. I don't think so. I'm gonna have to do some googling. I will and- Google right now. <laughs> and then it's also December, so um. It's advent calendar season at my house. And so I got the Plum Deluxe advent calendar again this year. And they sent them in cute little envelopes. Last year they were in paper bags with washi tape. And it's so funny. The first day, so the envelopes are sealable, right? So it was sealed shut. I pulled this one out and it had been stapled. I think they figured out they didn't have enough spit to (laughs) lick all these envelopes. But I got the soul warmer herbal tea today, which is one of my favorites. And yesterday's was an apple cinnamon tea that these little bags have enough for about two cups. So that one's totally gone. I drank it all yesterday, but this one is rubos, apple, cocoa, orange peel, calendula, hazelnut and chestnut and caramel. So it's like dessert and it's no caffeine. So I'll be having this this evening. And I got, I got Charlie the, Lego City advent calendar. So she's, she's, I've never done that for her before. So the first day she was super confused when she took her sock off because usually it just has a piece of paper in it to tell her the activity we're going to do. And then she realized there was some 
plastic rustling thing in there. So she's made a little space shuttle, and today was a, a mini fig. So I found it. What is it? It's called The Pig Scroll by Paul Shipton. Okay. Oh, yeah. Talking okay. pig. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. I, kinda... I knew I didn't make that up. No, but I could not remember. There's a sequel, too, called The Pig Who Saved the World. <laughs> you've got to find those books and give them to Charlie okay okay so he's he a sarcastic former crewman of Odysseus who was changed into a pig by Cersei alright I gotta write that down pig scrolls, pig scrolls. Pig because I have a feeling we gave our copy to Miss Loomis and didn't oh. get it back we may have, yeah. Okay. I think that's all I've got. Well, I also sent Katie an advent calendar. Yes. But forgot to tell her there was something coming and she should wait to open it. <laughs> so I got this text, I think, while I was in Nashville. It was like, you sneak. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, because you randomly asked me for my address. I, I legitimately asked you for your address because the grandparents need to know where to send stuff. And Calissa was asking me the other day for your brother's address because she had to send him a birthday card. So, like, they need to know this stuff. But I also need to know this stuff. So, so she opened it in November. <laughs> and hung it up and didn't touch it. And it, so it's from a tea shop in North Carolina, I think out on the coast somewhere. That and, sounds right. And it comes with twine and, and little, did it come with clothespins? Yeah. Yeah, and it's different teas every day. And the nice thing is it says on the front what the flavors are. So you know before you even open the envelope what it is. And so far you've had... Fireside Chai. Mm-hmm. I think the one for today is called Berry Christmas. <laughs> that sounds good. I just, I needed to have coffee first because it's a green tea. Yeah. It's not a black tea. Right. I didn't have this this morning because there's no caffeine. I'm like, this is not going to help me <laughs> at seven in the morning. But this evening, before I go to bed, it'll be perfect. And yeah, I had actually. I'm going to have mine. Yeah. I had actually, I've run out of non-caffeinated tea because I basically drink it every day before I go to bed. So it's nice to have a little bit. That'll get me a couple of days at least. All right, do you have anything else? Because we've been talking for almost an hour. I don't think I do. Okay. All right, so we should go. And our plan is every two weeks, right? So. I yeah. Okay, so barring scheduling issues, we should be back on track. Yeah. All right, so we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.